I'm Joel. I'm one of the pastors here at Missio, and um, already it's been a good morning um, as we got to hear um, the kids just express their love for Jesus as we spent time singing and, and remembering um, this Advent season. Um, today we enter into the last week of Advent, and in the Advent tradition, we've been lighting candles to remind us what the birth of Jesus ushers in. We lit a candle for hope and love and then joy. And this week, we focus on peace. Peace can be a complicated thing uh, during this holiday season and, and throughout the seasons, right? Uh, for many people, the holiday season is not always the most wonderful time of the year. The National Alliance on Mental Health, uh, Mental Illness, took a survey a few years ago, and approximately 75% of overall respondents reported that the holidays contribute to feelings of sadness and dissatisfaction. 68% financially felt financially strained. 66 have experienced loneliness, and 63% too much pressure, 57% unrealistic expectations, and 55% found themselves remembering happier times in the past, um, contrasting with the present. And finally, 50% uh, were unable to be with loved ones. Obviously, this was taken before COVID, right? And I'm sure the numbers on all of these have increased all around. Looking at these statistics, my, my impression, my understanding is that we all, at least 50% of us, have experienced one or two of these feelings or all of them through this time. How many of us have experienced an increase in sadness dissatisfaction, stress, loneliness, coupled with anxiety and fear, anger and pressure, pain and grief. Whether it's because of the holidays or an accumulation of the last two years, many of us find ourselves in a place that feels very opposite of peace. I couldn't find a word for this, so I'm calling it anti-peace, right? We move into spaces of anti-peace where sometimes we can't describe what that feels like. In my times of anti-peace, I find myself praying that God would just come and take those feelings away. Take whatever is causing those feelings away so I can experience peace. You know, I keep thinking that if God would just take away the pain and the grief of this past year as I lost my mother, you know, I sit there and I pray and I'm like, God, just take it away, that, that, this grief. But I'm wondering if my definition of peace is, is, is making this harder, making my grief and making my... Um, pain more difficult to understand. 
I don't even know what peace is or what I'm searching for sometimes. The Bible describes peace differently than the absence of pain or stress or chaos or fear or anxiety, that anti-peace. The Bible actually talks about peace using these two terms, shalom, which is in the Old Testament, and erene in the New Testament. Both words meaning peace, right? But shalom is the Hebrew word that it talks about complete or wholeness, a state of well-being in relationships and situations. That's why the Hebrew people would greet each other with the words shalom or leave each other with the word shalom. In the Greek, erene is wholeness, when all essential parts are joined together. And that's the vision they have for eternity, that idea of together. So where do we see peace? The Genesis story gives us a picture of what this type of peace looked like. Peace was equated to the nearness of God. You see, in the beginning, Adam and Eve were in a perfect relationship with God. They walked with him and they interacted with him. God gave them the freedom to eat and enjoy everything in the garden, except for the tree of good and evil. Everything was called good or very good. And then the serpent enters the picture. He enters the story and then he, he tells Adam and Eve a lie. He convinced Adam and Eve that all that was offered to them wasn't enough, that somehow God was holding, holding out on them, holding back from them. He convinced them that being created beings in the image of God and being in, the, in relationship with him, having everything in the garden available to them except for one limitation was not enough. So they disobeyed God and his instructions, and they ate of the tree. Immediately, they felt shame for the first time, guilt for the first time, inadequacy for the first time, pain for the first time. And from that moment on, their eyes were opened to death as they felt the separation. And the wholeness of the relationship with God and with his created order was severed. Shalom and Erene were no longer. We see that in Genesis 3, 8 through 10, after they eat, God enters the picture. Genesis 8, uh, 3, 8. And they, and then, sorry, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. 
in the beginning, there was peace. Peace wasn't equated with stillness or quiet. It wasn't equated with the absence of pain, grief, fear, anxiety, strife, or fighting. There wasn't any of that yet before the fall. Peace was equated with nearness to God. Let me say it again. Peace was equated with the nearness to God. God walked with his people in the garden in the cool of the day. All was just as it was meant to be. There was a personal relationship between God the Father and his created beings, man and woman. But from the moment the serpent lied to Adam and Eve, a theme emerges where humans seek life where there is no life. And then they feel separation and shame. The fracture of relationship with God and others happen. But I love this. I love this picture that God in his love has continued to pursue you and I. He walks through that proverbial garden asking, where are you? Not in a, not in a I caught you, I know what you did. I'm going to put my thumb on you, and now you're going to get it. Not in that tone. But the tone he comes with is one with care, with desire. Where are you? I'm ready to go on a walk with you. I want to be with you, even in your shame, your guilt, your hurt, or whatever you're feeling. I am near and I want to be with you. You see, God is a pursuing God. When I say God, I'm talking about the triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Each person of the Trinity pursues you. He sees you. They want to be with you. They move towards you. And that nearness of God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is peace. It's peace. What I want to do for the rest of the time is, is lead you through some guided reflection on peace. So if you would prepare your mind and your heart to just be attentive to what God has for you. We'll take a few minutes and just spend time listening. What I want you to do is notice your thoughts. Take notice of your thoughts. What is that? What is it that is causing you anti-peace? It could be a number of things. But begin by naming it. Is it work, broken relationships, health, grief? What is it that is causing you anti-peace? Be specific and name it.
Now, as you've take, taken notice and you've named that anti-peace, be aware of how you are feeling. What are you feeling? Is it anxiousness, fear, anger, depression? Sometimes anti-peace shows up physically, tension in your body, in your neck, in your head, in your back, in your stomach. What are you feeling emotionally and physically as you think of this anti-peace? Candles have many symbols in church traditions. One of them is that as a candle is lit, it symbolizes the presence of God, God with us. As I light the candle of peace on the Advent wreath, it, it will symbolize the peace of God, the presence of God with us and near us. And while I light this candle, I want to ask you the same question God asked Adam and Eve in the garden. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you in relationship to God as he draws near?
I want to take some time to reflect on God's Word. And so I'll be reading different passages and let your, yourself just continue to read these passages as they come. And listen, be observant of what God's wanting to t- speak to you and tell you. John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John 1, 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, And we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1, 14.
Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. In John 14, 25 through 28, Jesus was speaking to his disciples and he said this, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say it to, to you. I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I.
we've spent some time reflecting on our own anti-peace, our own feelings. We've spent time listening and reflecting on God's word to us. And as we close our time, I'd, I'd like to have you ask this question. Would you ask God this question and then listen for his answer? Ask, where are you, God? Just like he asked, where are you in the garden? We can ask the same question and listen for that response. Where are you, God?